Christine St. Christine. And this is our third episode, ladies. Yeah. And oh my God, we have a guest today. It's our first <gasps> guest on this podcast. Wow. And so with me as always is Aaron Monroe. And Jamie James. And our special, vivacious, gorgeous guest is. Simone Bryan. Yes, girl. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Well, welcome to our humble little podcast here. We are so excited. And we're excited because in this episode, we are talking about all the things everyone wanted to know about love and sex while being trans. Oh, my God, girls. It's going to be fun. It's Perhaps some things fun. you didn't even want to know. We're, of course, you know, hopefully our, our longtime listeners are saying, understand our format so uh we'll start with our trans joy and Simone's going to be able to tell us who their transgender hero of the week is and who um what's the most trans thing they did so we're going to talk about that and then for ask a transgender we're going to get into all the different questions about love and sex that we as a community go through and what we experience and how it's different for each of us because all of us here have our unique perspectives on it. So I'm really excited to get into that subject. And then lastly, we're going to talk about what is the most aggravating thing uh, that is equated to love and sex for our ladies of little men section. So ladies, should we get to it? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. And welcome to our first segment, Trans Joy. And we're going to get into what is the most trans thing we did this week. So I'm going to actually start off with our first guest, Simone. What's the most trans thing you did this week? Well, this one I had to, I guess, think about. And I didn't have anything that I thought was particularly exciting per se, because to me, honestly, one of the ways that I express trans joy is um, is through fashion. Love but it. along those lines, probably one of the trans things that I did was spend like an hour trying to figure out what to wear in the morning before trying <laughs> on like four or five different things. Oh my god! And yes. then really leaving wondering, God, I. Did I pick Changed right my thing? mind like yeah. five minutes after I left the house and really yeah. considering, should I go back and change this belt Is or something Is to trans women, though? Um, I think I, it's heightened, yeah, because you there's a little true. bit more thought to, maybe it's passability or you want to avoid judgment. You want to look the best that you possibly can. Mm. So, Have you ever uh, had an experience where you don't want to go to an event because you don't know what you're going to wear? You're oh, just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I've I certainly been. I don't know what that's like at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jamie. What about you? What's the most trans thing you did this week? Okay, um, during COVID, I kind of got really comfortable wearing a mask, mm -hmm. going out. Like yeah. we don't have to worry about anything. So sometimes in the morning, I don't have my makeup on or anything. 
instead of worrying about it, I just throw a mask on mm-hmm. and I go run to the store and get me a Red Bull or whatever I need. Yeah. So that's what that's my most trans thing I did this week is I went to the store wearing a mask in the morning. Nice. Do you get a vodka in the morning with that Red Bull? No. <laughs> that's I do not. Aaron, what about you? So I am not content with just being trans. I want to spread uh, trans knowledge and trans joy to everyone I meet. Um, this past week for work, I traveled all the way to the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, in a very, very small town. And I stayed at a hotel. And every morning, I would have this lovely little conversation with this worker there um, who was serving breakfast. And we would chat about kids and chat about life and stuff like that. And my last day... I went out and I gave her one of my little cards. And for the listeners who don't know, I have the little cards. They say, hello, I'm a human. I am trans. On the back side, it's like, hey, I, you know, I know most of you, most people don't know a transgender person. So next time the world tells a story about a transgender person, don't think of some boogie monster out there, but think of me, a human. And so this, this woman in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, perhaps I was the first pers- first trans person she met. And so... I gave her a card to let oh. her know that she had met a trans person and to think of a human me. That is so oh. cute. Yeah, trans that joy. Is, that is, is yes. trans joy. I could not bear to like turn my head and look back at her. Like I, I it was like the very last thing I did before I left the hotel. I was like, I'm out. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that girl. Sometimes you have to cut and run. Yeah. And Christine, what is the yes. most trans thing that you've done this week? Well, I think I'm gonna keep it on brand for this week. Um, okay. Not my brand, but just on brand for the theme of this podcast. And that I attempted to have an orgasm this week, and it did not happen. So it just. My brain just said no. It just wasn't going to happen. So fortunately, I had fun, and it was the sex was super good. But yes, unfortunately, I just I I did not have an orgasm. Apologize. Oh, that's okay. It's <laughs> it's really all my fault. It has nothing to do with anyone else. So yeah. So let's get into our next part of this, which is our trans hero of the week. So I'm going to start with. Aaron this time. Aaron, who is your transgender hero of the week? Well, after 100 episodes of this, you're going to find out that I am permanently online. And so I have been holding off on YouTube creators and content creators for my trans heroes of the week. Here we are. So (laughs) um, my most favorite trans content creator, her YouTube name is ContraPoints, um, and her name is Natalie Wynn. And she makes YouTube videos that are geared at uh, de-radicalizing the right and about gender and identity and politics. And so Natalie Wynn is is a trans woman, um, is uh, a gay trans woman, um, and has really been an inspiration for me in terms of growth and identity and understanding who I am and how I relate to the universe and how I relate to the world. I recommend ContraPoints for your viewing pleasure, but be prepared for lots of costumes and maybe 45 minutes of watching. Simone, what about you? Who is your transgender hero of the week? She's been a hero for many years, long before I had any realization that, um, that I'm trans, and that is um, Chelsea Manning. And oh, I yeah. loved Chelsea Manning when she used to be Bradley Manning. Mm. And so I think about these larger global political issues and the role that she played to me was really heroic. And, you know, she was sentenced to 34 years in prison. Um, they put her a lot of time in solitary 
and they rearrested her after um, her sentence was commuted, and they put her back, and she was in solitary for 30 days. And she did it out of principle, and we know so much more about, you know, and I don't mean to bring, you know, shove my political views on people, but... Oh, it's okay, it, girl. <laughs> I do feel like, you know, she brought to light the inner workings of empire and war, and for her to have the courage to do that, face prosecution, she's been my hero for a, uh, a very long time. Jamie, what about you? I wanted to go with an, an icon this time, I mean, when, in Laverne Cock. I love her, yes. yes. Most people would know her as Sophia Brissett from Orange is the New Black. Yes. Um, she most recently just had one of the first trans-modeled Barbie was modeled after mm. her. And yes. She has a wax statue in the museum in Las Vegas. I forget the name of the thing. Is it Madame Tussauds? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There and 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 all the activism she she does in the community and disclosure and there's she elevates trans voices and she really is a powerful voice for the community and just beautiful. That's you know, she really she's is really amazing. And I love her to die. She's my trans hero of the week. I love it. That was such a good one. What about Thank you, girl? You. Who's your trans hero of the week? So I've been thinking about this a lot and. Um, it's India Moore, and India Moore is an American actor and model. They are known for playing the role of Angel Evangelista in the FX television Yay. show Pose, and I love that show so much. <laughs> yes. Like, I I like to play the game of when will Christine cry during that show, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's so. It's really the first television show that I saw that really reflected our community, shown what it was like to be trans. And even though it was like I wasn't trans during that particular generation, it still has the same things of what we go through on a day-to-day basis and just, you know, the struggles we still have. And it's just a really good dramatic TV show. She is beautiful and they are awesome. So India Moore this transgender hero of the week is for you. And for all the other transgender hero of the week, we applaud you girls. And thank you so much. Ladies, I think we're ready for the next segment. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. And welcome to our next segment, which is ask a transgender. And as we talked about the very beginning. This theme is <laughs> love and sex while being trans. And I can already tell that our dearest Aaron Monroe is a little blushing already for this topic. <laughs> and I think this is going to be a good subject because, um, you know, love and sex is something that changes when you transition and it is something that we all experience different than what we experienced before. So I'm really um, excited for this topic. Simone, I'm going to start with you. Alrighty. How has intimacy changed for you since coming out? Oh, boy. That one is, um, I mean, that's a big question because it is. Honestly, the short answer is, is um, a lot. In some ways, everything. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I grapple with. So 
broadly speaking, um, when, when I think about intimacy, love, and sex, and how that's changed, I'm still kind of coming to terms with how my sexuality has evolved, and, it's, and I'm really surprised where it's at, um, because I never really thought that it would go this way. And um, when I realized I'm a trans woman, I didn't realize that I would continue being straight. And that's the, <laughs> that is what throws me off. Because part of it, and I wonder, you know, I do believe sexuality can be really fluid. Mm. Um, you know, I, I like to do, like, thought experiments. And then I do envision a society where it's just seen as normal to explore your sexuality. And I would think 100%. there'd be a lot more people who would, who would really... Um, express their sexuality in very, very different ways because it would be freeing. So part of it is is that I, as I move forward, my own story of my past gets illuminated in a certain way. And I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of was exploring that in a way that I didn't really think I was exploring. I thought it was like, you know, a fleeting thing. But, you know, I dreamt about women i've had crushes on women i've never had a crush on a man but yet my sexuality has veered in that direction and so i'm really so i'll be honest i'm enjoying sex with men and, and i can't i can't lie about it um i've had sex with a few women yeah um like in the last year and it's been i mean it's been fun but i think what i Realize what I what draws me to it is when a man desires me. It is such a powerful, powerful force. Mm -hmm. It's like you know when I was when I identified as a man, you know the woman was the object of my desire, and now I'm the object of desire. And it sounds very self-aggrandizing, but it is just unbelievable and the type of once you go anal you'll never go back <laughs> yes so, this is what I we're mean, here for so i mean so, okay. i'm still trying to figure that game out but i've gotten to the point where the orgasms are the most intense orgasms good. I've ever had. that's so, good that's so, that is know. joy so like it's it's funny that you bring that up because honestly when you when you first said that all i could start thinking about was that I think it's Michael Bolton's song that when a man loves a woman and I just was trying not to laugh out loud, but you know what? After like, you know, me not laughing about it, I think, you know, hearing what you had to say, that is, that's very affirming to you as a trans woman and really saying like, yeah, I am the desire. Come after me. And that the, the thing of being chased and being desired and being lusted after, I think that's very powerful. That's, it is empowering is what I want to say with that, Aaron. What about you? I, I would like to first off by uh, defining what intimacy is. Sure. I think intimacy has a lot to do with the vulnerability. Um, and as a trans person, um, your your vulnerability in some ways is, is on display for everyone to see, right? Mm -hmm. If someone has like other, you know, mental health issues or whatever, you know, they might not know, but like, here it is, you know, if you're a non-passing trans person, it's like, oh, you know, a lot of assumptions can be made. So sure. um, vulnerability for me is is definitely um, something I've come to, 
uh, with, with everyone I meet. Like this is like this this bearing of my soul. Um, but I know what you're really asking for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm asking for your. No, no, I can. And yeah, I think, I think, I think, um, I think that the intimacy too of the vulnerability of like, in in many ways, in my intimate relationships, mm-hmm. I have been more reserved of like this is the role I'm playing, right? This is the the you know as as Jamie said, she she said her phys- a physical mask. Right. For me, obviously no physical mask on, but definitely an, an emotional barrier to the world. And so how my my intimacy has changed since then, it's 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 much more like letting go and releasing all that and like really a, a full sacrifice of, of who I am um, to the person I'm giving myself to. Um, and I think that in turn that that intimacy leads to greater unity. That sounds really hot, by the way. <laughs> but no, that's yeah. awesome. I like that. That was a good. That was a really good explanation, Aaron. Thank I, you. And that really like came from the heart. Like I felt that for over sure. here. It was for sure. You know. Okay, yeah. I love that. Thank Jamie, you. what about you? Oh my! <laughs> she has a lot to say about this subject. Yeah, I have a lot to say about Jamie too. No. Yes, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> um, in my dead life, I didn't really have much of a sex life. I was married mm-hmm. for with the same person for twenty years, and it really once a month. If we had sex once a month. Oh my happy. gosh! You know, it just yeah. it just didn't happen. I, I I liked the act of orgasming, but I never really mm-hmm. liked having sex because I was just flat out awful at it. I'm just gonna say it right here in this <laughs> microphone, so oh everybody can Lord, hear. Jamie. I was terrible. I was Listen, awful. Do you I know was, the first thing to come to grips with saying is if you're not good at something, it's just to admit it. I was I was nothing but a big disappointment. I, I was attractive, but that that was all I had. <laughs> there was right. nothing else. But um. When I came out, I got divorced, and I started living as myself all at the same time. I was real excited to, to, to meet guys. Um, the very first night I moved into my house for my divorce, I, I met a guy from online, and he came over, and that was my life. For, you had some fun. Yes. Had an act of unity. Yeah. Act of unity. And for about a year there, I did what I didn't do in my marriage, and I just had a bunch sex with a lot of different people that I met and yeah it was a exploration time and I and I learned right off the bat that I enjoyed having sex Mm. as a bottom to which I most definitely didn't really do other than the orgasming part otherwise in my dead life so so what was it that about that was different than pre-transition. It wasn't over in 20 seconds. <laughs> I mean, there is some truth to that. Um, that is very, very true. Well, okay, but let me ask you this, because you are you are attracted to men, right? You're yes. a straight girl for all intents and purposes. Yes. Okay, so how, so you talk about, like, previously orgasming in 20 seconds mm-hmm. but now 
you sleep with men, don't they? Just like you know, get off in like twenty seconds. It's very disappointing. See, there you go. <laughs> I but I I felt bad when I did it in my dead life. I would cry. Mm-hmm. I would feel bad. It was it was sad. It was more sad than anything. <laughs> so, but are you? But okay. So, are you still sad now? Because <laughs> now you're you're oh, on the Lord, receiving Jane. end of that twenty seconds. Did I'm just disappointed. I feel my ex's pain. <laughs> so Jamie is living. She was depressed. She is living for the cis, the cis hetero woman life right here. She is living the cis hetero dream of being disappointed by several men. When when that happens, if a, a man, you know, mm-hmm. completes uh, very quickly. And and he feels bad. Do you have extra empathy towards him, or like how? What is the reaction from you? I would have empathy, re- re- but <laughs> the way it usually works is you hook up with somebody, and then they never talk to you again. It just it, it, am I, I mean, wrong? That, that usually um, is what a hookup typically yeah, happens. Yeah, like. for for the most part. So you just don't get the feedback. <laughs> you mean, just don't get a chance to say anything half the time. You know, mm-hmm. Christine. Yes. How has intimacy for you? That is. A really good question, and now I'm the one that's blushing. Yet I'm the one, I'm better at like asking those <laughs> I questions you than to, I do. You just want to grill us and uh, watch us. Uh, I do. Us um, yes, for me it's changed a lot. It's it's for sure more intense, and I feel um, like more intimate and more in tune with my mm-hmm. with my right. partner, and I feel. Um, more that in the moment more yeah Yeah. for sure more in the moment and that i just i actually enjoy sex more Mm -hmm. and it's not so much about wanting to get to the very end of it and have that orgasm it's more like enjoying the pleasure of having the sex and being there in the moment and just feeling Mm -hmm. all the different feels and being you know just there and present so yeah. Bit of a surrender experience too. I mean, it depends on how you want to go about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends. I mean, because like I, you know, there's always this op, you know, notion in le- in lesbian culture, like top and bottom, and and sometimes you have a little bit of both. So it's it's a lot of, you know, sometimes you are the one who is topping, and sometimes you're the one that's getting topped, and that's. Fun. What I mean, like by surrender, not just you know the the nomenclature that you're saying, right? But like you're 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 in the moment, you're feeling this this overwhelming emotion of like these this this tidal wave and rush, and so like not necessarily like you know as you're saying a top or bottom, but like mm. this this surrender to this this uh, sacred experience that you're having. So it's interesting you talk about it being a sacred thing because mm-hmm. I mean. I don't really look at sex being like sacred. I I think it's definitely not something, you know, depending on the the relationship you have, you could, you know, have an open relationship or it could be a closed relationship, but I I don't look at it as this kind of sacred holy thing. I just feel it's like something fun to do and that we all should enjoy it because it is fun. It feels good and Quite, I, I agree with yeah. all of that that you're saying, but I think there's it's more than just like dancing with friends or like having a couple shots or something or like playing I mean, it your could favorite be that video. Too. Very physical way, but also emotional way too, right? You're you there is nothing like you know we we keep clothes on our body because 
I'm ashamed of like certain parts of my body, right? But in, oh, really? in <laughs> let's raw. unpack this <laughs> in, in that intimate experience. Like there's no, there's nothing there, right? You're completely yeah. open, yeah. and so that's that's the that's the big difference for me is like this complete revealing of yourself. And to me, that's that's the that's the sacred part of that. And I think that's I think I think okay. transition for me yeah. has really helped me open that experience up of like this is everything. Mm-hmm. This is me of my weird, unusual, you know, sometimes clumsy, sometimes beautiful, but here it is, all on the table. You know, this whole idea of vulnerability, I mean, when you make yourself vulnerable, mm-hmm. what is the act that you go through? What does your body feel when you when you make yourself vulnerable, right? So to me, it's all about, it's almost like you're just, taking a deep breath and just fully relaxing your body and allowing yourself to be exactly who you are, it forms a strange bond that I can't really... Because you have this thing that's confined in this way that... I won't go into the details. (laughs) But then after the deed is done, you know, it's kind of like... Oftentimes, you know... They'll talk about their problems, their life, because you've done mm. this really intimate thing, mm-hmm. and you just sit and talk for a little while, and you get to kind of know this person, and then. But I would never think of it as a, a dating kind of thing. What feels more like a formal dating situation, but I, I think there's a matter of perspective. You know, I'm I'm defending all the nasty people out there. Aaron. <laughs> So, anyways, I, no, I, I really appreciate what you're saying, yeah. but yes. I think it's like, I think it's uh, I, this idea of being conscious and ultimately just letting go, this act of really being vulnerable, that, yeah. you know, that's really what it's about. And I like too is that it's, it's changed for all of us here. And it's very telling about how our just bodies change and minds change because of this experience and the, the various hormones some of us take and some of us don't take or what have you but this is this is really um i think taps into that notion we talk about divinity within i feel like fulfilling from a physical um aspect of of sex and it it is more fulfilling and Uh, there is something to being just grabbed and thrown around (laughs) that 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 you just that is true jamie likes getting fulfilled she does like getting fulfilled (laughs) in one way or another fulfilled Um, i like fulfilled That's good besides. Like, Erin's all blushing. She is clutching her pearls in all the best ways. Well, I think this is a good segue to the next question. Jamie, do you want to start with your question? My question is, since, you know, it appears that um, our sex lives have all changed. Has anything changed in our regular day-to-day lives because of the change in our sexuality? sex lives oh um yeah I, you know what i'll go first with that because yeah. that's a good one um i will definitely say that um i don't like being like gawked at by men at all like i What's i with you? well because <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm so gay don't listen like, to her right no talk <laughs> away oh yeah so kind of wish I could deflect them to you all. I, I think I, I would I would agree. I don't I don't mean by gawk. I I am 
if if a gentleman takes a quick peek and then moves on with his life, then that's fine. But no, if, if, if he's like, like staring I, at I you, don't, I fucking me. I <laughs> I don't want any dude to look at me at all. Like I have no desire for any dude. Like I don't want them to think about me. I don't want them to look at me and think about me in that way, shape, or form. Because I'm like, no, uh, I am not here for you. I I would still take it as a compliment, right? Like there's something. Eh. about your femininity that has drawn them in. I'd much rather have a sporty soccer <laughs> lesbian who chops Canada, Canada to come up to me and be like, hey, girl. I Let me slip into your demons. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, of which, ladies, you still have not slipped into my demons. <laughs> I am very, very disappointed. But, um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I don't, like, I really caught a lot lately and then not in like it's not like some dude came up and then like hey you know i saw you over there you're attractive i just want to say hi i would have been like oh okay cool thanks um and then promptly ignored him but no it's like the well-mannered respectable guy that's just out there all over yeah right no they i don't they they're not gonna cat call you in the first place but right (laughs) but no like for instance i was in chicago the other weekend and um i was just walking to my hotel and this dude 10 feet from me just blatantly catcalled me and whistled at me and was like, hey, hey, baby. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was just like, I looked over and I was like, excuse me, sir. And I was just like, I want none of that. I just felt violated and gross. And, you know, I was like, I know I look good, but like, you can never and will never have this. Me and Simone are looking at each other like we just be shaking our ass. Like, that's right. Oh my God. No. Yeah. You know what? The only thing worse than a bunch of men checking you out. What? When no man checks you out, Preach that pisses oh, me yes. off. I would be so happy about <laughs> yes. that. I'd be like, oh my! God. That would be like my nirvana. I'd um, be so among happy. the two, I would. I'm on. I'm on uh, Christine Saint Christine's side with yes. this. Yes, a, a bunch of men. No. So, Aaron, what about you? What has changed for you, though? So for me, I think um, in in my uh, previous life, uh, I was very disconnected to my body. Um, and did not like anyone touching it, like anybody at all. Um, and of course, like, you know, it, 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 with sexual intimacy, that becomes, a, a, you know, a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the lights would be off and it was this very, you know, dark thing. Um, but now, you know, I, I, I like a little bit of light on and, you know, a little candlelight and, um, Lots of uh, physical touching and Aww, like yeah. uh, like it's caressing and, and you know like massaging and like um, and sometimes that leads to sexual intimacy things and sometimes it doesn't but but you know I I, I much more get into the act of of uh, um, sharing touching and and I think that all and interestingly enough foreplay is very important right but but right I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. See these two, these two over here. I am with you. Yeah. uh, No, they want five play right now. (laughs) Jamie, what about you? How has it changed for you? Well, for me, a a lifestyle change I had to make was I had to start eating differently. 
from never being a bottom before to becoming a bottom. High High fiber, that's true. Yeah, I didn't want any problems. So uh, the best way to do that is to change your diet. So it was one of the first things I did. What are some no-no foods for this scenario? I mean, anything that would... Make you constipated, essentially. Chipotle. Chipotle. It's <laughs> good. I mean, White Castle's out. <laughs> well, I mean, White Castle's is definitely bad, but you can do Chipotle. Simone, what about you? What has changed for you? What has changed? Um, From I mean, a lifestyle uh, standpoint. Oh, well, um, well, certainly there's, there's certainly the clothing. Grooming has completely changed, right? Yes. So, um, and it's not so much that I'm as careful about what I eat because I'm a vegetarian. Mm. I try to minimize how much dairy I have. I have almond milk. So a lot of those things didn't change, but grooming does. And other lifestyle changes, oh, yeah. I mean, I want to, I really like it when when men check me out. But it's it's more than that. It's that energy of being desired that leads to, kind of like the way that I interact with the world. I mean, it's really, it really is connected because I Mm -hmm. feel like this, like I said, it's this act of really of letting go and allowing myself to be like, you know, I I just have to be honest with what I like sexually. I think this was good. Yeah. All right, ladies, what do you think? Are we ready to move on? Let's do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, now for everyone's favorite segment, we are going to have our ladies lament. And for this segment, we will be talking about what is the most aggravating thing about sex and love while being trans. Can I go first? Yes, please do. I have a really good one because it's a big pet peeve of mine. You meet a guy and he says he's a top. And then he wants you to top him is the most annoying thing <laughs> in that. the world. I could see that. I'm very straight up about being a bottom. I do not top. Jamie, would I'm you say never, you're a power bottom? Ever, no, I'm not a power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I just am a bottom. You're a bottom, bottom. <laughs> Simone, what about you? I mean, honestly, it kind of goes back to, like, when I think about love and what relationships mean, I really don't have a way to define it. There's, like, nothing there. Mm. So it, it does. I feel like, well, where's this going? And I really don't know. So there's, like, that uncertainty there that's there. But certainly the other side of it is the most aggravating thing is that, um, is that, very few men especially are willing to show attraction and affection for you in public mm-hmm. you know so yeah, so it just feels so like true. they they feel it mm-hmm. but they don't want to express it because um they don't feel comfortable doing that that they feel stigmatized for it and that's when you feel like this dirty secret it's oh, yeah. like it's awful that's like that the worst awful. part of it all but if you get them alone they're gonna they're gonna let the cat out of the bag and they're 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 okay they can they can express it as long as nobody else is around right of course that, right. of course that's shame yeah right they yeah. have for, or you know maybe they're like does this does this secretly make me gay 
And then, and then there's the, the, the fear of being perceived that way. What about you, Aaron? Okay, so, so my, my frustration about um, sex and love as a trans woman is uh, I have a lot of experience um, like coming out to people individually um, as it's kind of a very slow process for me. Um, and what I've discovered is that most men want to know about the surgery... The surgery, of course, right? Really, like, you get asked that question. Oh yeah, really? yeah. And I, I think, I think, because I, I approach the like the scenario where you know I, I'm an educator, I want yeah. people to understand um, as much as they're curious, and so I encourage them to ask questions. Uh, and they always, and almost always, men want to know question they're asking, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, do you that's, get the new neo pussy? Like, do you get to pick it out? Like, go, I want. That one. I, I, have not gotten, I have not gotten the selection <laughs> process question. I don't think people know enough about it uh, uh, for that to be that way. I wish it was like that. I didn't know that was a thing, right? <laughs> no, it's really not. I wish it was that it's easy. It's like you pick picking out a haircut at the salon, like yeah. oh, get one like that. You're like, I would yeah. like the one. No, it's the, the. But my experience has been that like the men who are interested in trans women, yeah, they do not want that. Yeah, they don't. That's that's that oh, really? is the attraction. Oh, yeah. yeah, they don't oh. want what oh, no. they don't want. That's why they're attracted to trans women in the first place. Yep. Like if Ooh. that was and altered, they're gonna be like, yeah, that's not really what I'm yeah. looking for. And that's why they're yeah. also called chasers. To me, there it, it's just this weird dichotomy of like, of course, I'm opening the door asking for questions, but I found that it's interesting that that mostly men are asking that that question of me, mm-hmm. and very few women are asking that question of me. See, that's interesting to me because. Um, I would say more women have asked me than really. Men. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, and I I kind of put that as like um, it depends who it is. Generally speaking, I'm like you can ask me anything you want except for surgeries. Um, I usually put that boundary out there, but if like mm-hmm. if it's like someone I know pretty closely, I don't mind talking about it. But really, yeah. I I have a, I I don't like talking about it. I mean, here I am talking about it, but I don't like giving yeah. out giving out the answer because I'm afraid of for being judged for that. Why? Of like. Oh, you know, like well, you're not, judgment you're not a, you're not a real trans woman or you are, you know, it takes, this is what it takes or like, oh, they're, oh, you know, this person isn't committing okay. or whatever it is based upon, you know, like the you know, ideal like that there's a finish line or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like, or, or there, or, or there is, there is a finish line or like there is an ideal, right? Like it's not just this, a process for me, not, not, not a destination. Right. Yeah. And that's, what's kind of interesting that people don't. A lot of times, if you're not trans or in the community, not all of us have bottom dysphoria. Some of us are perfectly fine with no surgery or one surgery. And so that's kind of the the fun part about being trans is that, you know, all of us are different in our isms. So, yeah. Christine St. Christine. Yeah. Tell us about your struggles about becoming trans and dealing with intimacy and... Sexual Love. items. Well, Love. I'm going to relate it back to my earlier comment, really attempting to have an orgasm and failing miserably. So sometimes I just feel like I'm overly complicated. Like, it used to be so easy to have an orgasm and to just get off and just, like, have that, that big O finished. Or I guess, you know, in the male sense, it was a big O. But... And, and being a trans woman now, it's just, it's like, there's times when I just feel way too 
fucking overcomplicated. Like, maybe I just want to have a quick orgasm in 15 minutes. But now it's like, oh, it's going to take me 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And it's like, who has time for that? Like, for me... A, a major change for me in that area is yeah. the the destination isn't as important for me as as the journey and the experience and the vulnerability and the sure. and the seduction and the foreplay like all of oh, that. Yeah. Is oh, yeah. I love all that more, too. That to me that that's become way more important for me than yeah. You know, but the, the, but when you've had like such a good full body orgasm and it's kind of like you're chasing the dragon for that. And so <laughs> when I don't get to have that full body orgasm, then I kind of get a little disappointed. It's like, it's not that I'm not enjoying the sex. Like I enjoy the sex every single time. It has nothing to do with that. It's really just about that. It, it just takes forever. And there's times I just, I don't get to have an orgasm and that's, it's kind of disappointing to me a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. So, you know, I think a part of it too is just trying to rediscover my body and trying to rediscover what pleasure is for me. And I still think I'm going through that journey. And for me, a little frustrating because like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I got the rest of this shit figured out. But like when it comes to, I don't know, just having a fucking really good orgasm, sometimes it takes me way too fucking long. I think I think we're good on this subject. Thank you, Simone, for being yeah, here. Thank you, yes. thank you so Definitely. much for having me. I've been looking forward to this, and this is so much fun. All right, ladies, I think we're good. So remember, be gorgeous, live divine, embrace love. Bye. 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 like to chop wood from Canada. <laughs> Slide into these DMs. I am here for you oh, always. I love foreplay. Yeah, Do you? I like nasty, nasty foreplay. Uh-huh. That's the way to get there. Role play and stuff. What?